Jesse live from the ESPN 690 and the Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think he went into last year fringe top 10 wide receiver. I think, like, the league looked at him as that. I think he fell off a little bit last year with the way things went. But he's still probably top. I'd still probably put him top 15. Okay. Once again, don't know who that is. And once again, don't know who he's talking about. Uh, that would be Jeremy Fowler. Talking, let me think of guess who he's talking about. Please do. Top 10 wide receiver fell off to maybe top 15? Yeah. So who underperformed this past year? Julio Jones. No. Mm. I don't think anybody's talking about Julio Jones, including Julio Jones. That's a good point. Um, Go ahead and a top 15 wide receiver. Adam Thielen? That's a good guess, but uh, it's DK Metcalf. Oh, okay, so he's got him on the top 15. Yeah, so this is how the NFL sound's been working these days. Uh, I guess on the rundowns for the shows, yeah. there's only one like, football topic, yep. and it's DK Metcalf today. Okay. So all the football sound is about DK Metcalf. Yeah. But could I interest you in Kyrie Irving? Um, No, I'm also with Kyrie Irving. I'll tell you what, we can, yeah. I can interest you, though, what do you Casey. Got? And it, it should be a sounder because a former AFC championship competitor quarterback is being released due to request and that's Blake Bortles uh, okay yes, yes Blake Bortles has asked for his release and the, this, uh, the Saints are going to grant that that's right Blake Bortles now on the market let me scour the sound market for Blake scour, Bortles sound. scour the sound market for Blake Bortles but you know a former Jaguar Jaguars news football at five is there any interest whatsoever in bringing Blake Bortles back in the backup capacity? Or are you fine with C.J. Beathard? Are you fine with Jake Luton? You know, I, I was all ready to be like, you know what, I'm good on the Blake situation. But, like, what do we really have to lose? You know, do people love Blake, sort of? Like, so, no, I mean, I think, like, from a personality standpoint, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, the... <laughs> you know, like, the, he's almost the epitome of, like, what the, the whole Barstool Sports is. Right? He's just, he, he's a fun-loving guy that, you know, played quarterback. And I don't want to say he looked into it because he had the skill set, right? I mean, he was big out of college, gets drafted by the Jaguars, has some ups, obviously has a lot of downs as well, but was part of an AFC championship-type team. And he was the quarterback of that. He has playoff wins. He has experience. And I think, like, when you talk about the backup quarterback role, that's what it's all about, Casey. It is about experience. Now, I think in terms of, you know, you have to have a very high football IQ. Like, you think of backup quarterbacks, you think of, like, a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. You know, the the, the, the Ivy League scholar that he is, even though he's freezing his butt outside in a, in a Buffalo Bills playoff game for whatever reason. I still don't understand why he was doing that. Is yeah. he from Buffalo? Uh, I don't know. Did, did we ever get a reason why Ryan Fitzpatrick was outside in the Buffalo Bills stadium with no shirt on? Cheering for the Buffalo Bills. Hey, this one's going to confuse you. Uh, buddy's from Gilbert, Arizona. Okay. So you know he was cold. Now, uh, he has played for the Bills in the past? Uh, yes, sir. He played for the Bills 2009-2012. Okay. Was not drafted by the Bills. Okay. Um, you know, well, it was just borderline there. They paid him $7.4 million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nevertheless, Ivy League guy, probably getting frostbite in the middle of Buffalo. It is what it is. That's his prerogative. But, like, you, you, you think of a guy like that, right? Very high IQ, um, has been on team to team. Like, Josh McCown comes to mind, too, yeah. um, in that backup role. Like, a guy like C.J. Beathard does definitely have experience. I think Jake Luton 
you know, we, we saw him start a few times. Um, one could say he almost beat the Green Bay Packers, even though, you know, that, that, that game was a mess in terms of the weather and everything and the wind. Um, but it was, a, it was a closer than expected game a couple of years ago when, when, you know, Minshew was out or quote unquote out because of the arm issue. Right. I think like, I mean, wh- who would you rather have? Blake Bortles, because keep in mind, I'm not saying bring Blake Bortles here to win games. Yep, I'm right. You. Just like I think C.J. Beathard, I mean, he looked good in preseason, but I'm not sure how many games C.J. Beathard's going to win you. Right. Like, the, 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 the whole role of the backup quarterback is to bounce things off of. Um, if you have a question, he answers it. And then that's where the experience comes into play. And I think Blake Bortles, if anything else, man, not the highest football IQ in terms of decision-making, but he does have the experience. He has played some pretty big games. Would you rather have Blake Bortles right now or CJ Beathard? Yeah, so you've the more that I've thought about it, the more interested I am in it. And I think I've come to the conclusion of Blake Bortles. Now, I think one of the main reasons I've also considered that is not have anything to do with on the field. But Blake is one of the few humans that still plays in the league that one wants to play for the Jets. Well, we don't know if he wants to, but doesn't yeah. hasn't openly said I don't want to play for the Jags. Mm-hmm. That was here when it was good. So he, you know, has an idea of what it was like when it was good. And Blake's played a lot of football, more than C.J. Beathard, more valuable football. Was he the best? No. But I think the experience that Blake has in Jacksonville, nonetheless, apparently still lives here. Uh, I think we've heard that a little bit. Yeah. So I'm on board all of a sudden. I got a Blake Bortles jersey. I'll break it out. I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get the boat back. All right, Casey, when, when did you purchase the Blake Bortles jersey? Um... That is a great question. Um, I'm saying, like, was he drafted? You got it? No, year two? no, no, no. It was on clearance. The, the AFC championship run? After that. It was definitely... It was after that. I want to say it was the year after the AFC championship. Okay. But it was on clearance, so I don't know. It now, was a good deal. It was, like, the black one with the camo numbers. Okay. I like so, that. So it, was on it was, like, an alternative one, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like of course, it. it was on clearance. It was black with camo. They don't wear that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm not buying anything full price. Oh, hey, 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 hey. You don't got to tell me, man. I already know about that. Okay, so interesting. So you think Blake Bortles – and uh, I don't think you're wrong here, Casey. Like, to me, once again, like, I don't know how much input Trevor Lawrence would have on, hey, I want this to be a backup quarterback or not, because I'm not sure if Trevor Lawrence knows what, what makes up a, a great backup quarterback. This guy's been in the in the league for a year. But, like, you know, I've, I've shared locker rooms with guys like Chase Daniel, um, who seems to just – is always like the he's like the Michael Jordan of backup quarterbacks in Chase Daniel. Yeah, you know, like uh, I think I was with him in Kansas City. And I, he might have been in Chicago, and I was there too as well. But you know, the the, the guys just for whatever reason, and, and we've seen him in, in starting performances. Like we saw him with the Lions, I believe it was last year, where mm-hmm. he looked okay. He did nothing great. It wasn't a guy that could come in and win you ball games. I felt like, but now it's the Lions. Keep that in mind. So in terms of talent, where do they rank? But that's the whole goal uh, of the backup quarterback position, right? Like, you're not brought in to necessarily win games. Now, if you do, that's a bonus, right? Like, I think, was it Chad Henney when he replaced uh, Patrick Mahomes? I believe Chad Henney won a game or two. He did. Um, And that's when you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and company, and you have a pretty good defense. It doesn't hurt. But, like, very rarely do I ever see backup quarterbacks willing their team to a victory. Yeah. Right, willing their team. There's a difference there. I think of like Marcus Mariota. I think it was two years ago when Derek Carr, I thought, tore his groin off the bone the way he went out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Marcus Mariota comes. I think it was prime. I think I'm going to win football, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. Um, Mariota kind of came in and gave you the bump. Mariota, also a, a former starter. I guess I'm just getting at Casey like, 
Is the backup quarterback position, is it all shored up? Because keep in mind who you have. You have a head coach in Doug Peterson who was once a backup quarterback himself. And you have a guy in Doug Peterson who essentially took a backup quarterback to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, right? Won a ring with his backup quarterback. So like, I, I get it in terms of the narrative we're talking about, you know, the draft, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence. We're talking about all these things, as we should. And I never want to have to talk about a backup quarterback ever again because that means that Trevor Lawrence, something happened. Knock on wood, hopefully it never does. But thank you, Casey, for knocking as well. Yep. But at the end of the day, it has to at least be brought into consideration. And I, I just wonder if Doug Peterson right now sees C.J. Beathard, he sees Jake Luton, he's like, I'm all set? Or do you try to improve that position as well? And keep in mind, it's a position that in terms of your pocketbook, in terms of the resources is it going to cost you a lot of money? Yeah. Um, listen, nothing against C.J. Beathard. Like, we, we didn't really see him. He threw a couple of footballs last year. That was okay. Um, well, there was a little hype in preseason, though, remember? That's right. That's yeah. true. Um, the, the way I look at it is if you think you can get better at any position, you're the Jags. So go and get better if you can do it. If you think that Blake Bortles or there's somebody else out there that's a better backup quarterback than C.J. Beathard and Jake Luton, then go get better. Yeah. I don't care if it's at the backup quarterback position. I don't care if it's a kicker. If there's a better player than what you currently have, go get better. If Blake Bortles, if Doug Peterson thinks Blake Bortles is better, go get Blake Bortles. Because yeah. I'm not going to be mad at it. Once again, I can get the jersey back up. <laughs> and at the end of the day as well, we got to keep in mind, like, yeah, it's the backup quarterback position. All right. It gets zero love. Um, it's, it, I mean, it, it's right up there with, like, offensive guard in terms of sexiness in terms of the football position. Yeah. But there is a reason why Chad Henney always gets brought back to Kansas City, right? There is a reason sure. why Chase Daniels always seems to have a job. And that's the fact of while maybe we, the, the fan, and I say we the fan, like I'm also a fan, keep in mind, um, but maybe that's why the fan or just the casual observer of the NFL doesn't really think much of the backup quarterback position. But I guarantee coaches, especially offensive-minded head coaches, especially Doug Peterson of all people, I feel like it's going to cross his mind. So, yeah, to answer the question, I'm very curious to see if Doug Peterson is happy with where he's at right now in terms of, you know, what that quarterback room looks like um, in terms of helping Trevor Lawrence out. Because Doug Peterson knows what it looks like. He's been in there. He's coached it. He knows. So I get a lot of positions right now that need to upgrade. I wouldn't sleep on the backup quarterback position either. And I'm not saying Blake Bortles is going to be that guy, Casey. Right. But I'm just saying, hey. Take a look. Take, let, a little, let, take, take a little gander and see what you got. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, right? He doesn't get hurt, but he's got a stomach bug. You know, <laughs> he's a little under the weather on a Sunday. We say, you know what, Trevor, don't push it. We have we feel comfortable with our backup quarterback. So I ask you, Yeah. who would you feel more comfortable to win you football games, C.J. <sighs> Beathard or Blake Bortles? Man. Or, or Jake Luton, I guess. Or, or Jake Luton. See, and this is the issue right now, Casey, with this team. Where, yes, they have upgraded. They spent a lot of money on paper. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. I don't know what this offense is going to look like. I'm not sure what this defense is going to look like. There's a, there's a lot of uncertainties right now. So it's a hard question to ask because the, the way I see it right now on paper and what I know from last season and the year before that in terms of talent, you're not asking a backup quarterback to go out there and just manage a game. I think you have to ask the backup quarterback to go out there and try to win you a ball game. So if I'm trying to ask myself, okay, who has a better shot of not really maybe managing a game, but I'm saying going out there and winning a game and maybe willing to, you know, risk it for the biscuit, if you will, well, that's got Blake Bortles right now over it. 
don't it? Right, don't it just have it all over them? That, that's got the Blake Bortles MO signature written all over it. Because I, I've told this story before on this show. Blake Bortles, I the, the, the deep passes to Allen Robinson, I was the first one to be cheering. And the first curse word, and it's not a lot of them, but the first curse word I ever said in front of my son was when Blake Bortles, I think, threw a second pick six in like two games against the Houston Texans to lose the ball game, and I may have let a couple expletives fly. And, and, and maybe my wife looked at me and said, I don't know who you are. And maybe I said, it's not my fault, it's Blake Bortles' fault, right? Because we've seen too many pick sixes. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. I think in terms of mobility, he offers you that as well, keep in mind. If you're asking me, do I feel better with C.J. Beathard going out there winning me a game or Blake Bortles winning the game, give me Blake Bortles. Yeah. Give me Blake Bortles. Now, I'm biased? Sure. Sure be it. Because I haven't watched a lot of C.J. Beathard games in San Fran. But based on what I know, from what I've seen, the energy, the, the, the charisma, if you will, of the boat, give me Blake Bortles. Does the place go nuts if Blake jogs out there? I mean, first of all, I don't like talking all this Blake Bortles stuff because I mean Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. No, and, he's got and, the look, stomach bug. I know he's okay? got the stomach bug, man, but come on. A little no. food poisoning. Oh, I hope not. Look, they're playing the Houston Texans at home. They've already, they're already definitely not having the number one overall pick. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a ca- precautionary situation. I, I just want to know if the people are going nuts. I think the crowd would embrace him. Yeah. I, I do because keep in mind. I feel like this fan base, and, and and I'll be the first one to say it, you know, when I was a fan and wasn't working on this show, yeah, I was very critical of Blake Bortles. You had to be, right? And and even when he did have that magical run back in 17, um, I still feel like there's a lot of skepticism after that season in terms of do you give him the new contract or not. So I think in terms of Blake Bortles, and I can't believe we spent a whole segment on Blake Bortles, but hey, man, it is what it is. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. But I think in terms of Blake Bortles, this is a guy who – Rightfully, but also I sympathize with him when I say he 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 got a lot of crap. Now, once again, you, you're the quarterback. It's what you signed up for. Um, I don't feel sorry for you by any means, and nobody should feel sorry for Blake Bortles because, you know, it's a performance-based business. And what we saw from Blake Bortles just didn't cut it. Simple as that. But I thought how he handled himself through that adversity, you know, when the team was essentially in shambles after 17 um, and how he kind of took the blame a little bit, but he took it in stride, didn't really blame anybody, didn't really call it the fans when they were lashing out at him. I think there is something to be said for how you leave a football team. You know, like Jalen Ramsey, he'd probably welcome back just because from the talent level. But even if Jalen Ramsey was to come back one day, people would still be upset about it, right, just because of how he left. You know, I think that there's a couple of guys who, who have left here who it's like, yeah, we, we don't want to see that guy ever come back here. I don't think Blake Bortles is one of those people. I, I think Blake Bortles handled himself leaving Jacksonville with class um, and dignity. And that goes somewhere, I think, even even in a fan base that is so desperate for winning and is so t- sick and tired of losing. And I think, you know, when you have that small community feel like a Jacksonville does, I think they embrace people like Blake Bortles. So it, it was a long-winded answer, Casey. But, yes, I think the Jacksonville fans would embrace Blake Bortles if he was to come back, because Trevor Lawrence got a stomach bug. It's all good, though. Trevor doesn't get sick. Trevor doesn't get sick. I think he's ever been, I don't think so. Trevor, Trevor's the, uh, Trevor Lawrence is the epitome of health. Okay? I like that. N- not, enough said. Like, no injury. No. He, he, he is the specimen. He is the alpha of health. When germs run up on Trevor Lawrence, they make a business what do they decision. Do? They, make- <laughs> they say, we got to go the other way. We got to find somebody else. Because not this guy. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what do you think happens, Casey? Like, do you think the, the way the backup quarterback room looks right now, you think Doug Peterson's happy with that, or is he trying to upgrade? I think you do have a guy that's played some football. Like, and, and Beathard, yeah. If you just had Jake Luton, yeah, you'd make a move. But sure, Beathard's sure. played some football. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what you like to have. I would – I'd be surprised if something happens. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I feel like you got to – that's got to be the first – like, the first thing he did was Trevor Lawrence – but, like, with his history of backup quarterbacks and knowing he knows better than anybody that you're one injury away from needing that guy badly, yeah. I'm sure he evaluated that pretty quick to make that decision if he wants to stick with it or try to find something else. No, for sure, for sure. All right, man, well, let's get ready to head out here in a little bit. When we come back, we're going to have a lot more on Action Sports. Jackson ESPN 690. Hey, talk a little NBA, Casey. I got a little – I actually have a, a little uh, producer question for you. I kind of need figured out. Okay. So we're going to get to the bottom of that as well. Put a little recap on the show here. Uh, and stick with us, man. Got about 40 more minutes left. We don't got any feet in the parking lot. We're going strong. We're going long. It is what it is. And Blake Portals, if you want to come back, I'll welcome you. Casey will definitely welcome you. Oh, He's got the jersey. Oh, boy, I got the jersey. And hopefully we can get him on the show then, right? Because let's be honest, you ain't a starting quarterback anymore. So, hey, we we will take a backup quarterback on the show any time of the week. Bortles Wednesdays. Bortles Wednesdays. I couldn't find a day that felt better. No, it's all right. Uh, That's fine. Popping Bortles Wednesdays. All right, morning ESPN 690, we get back. I mean, I guess it, it is remarkable. I'm not trying to, to take that away from him, but, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of the luster off of it with the team not having the overall success that you would expect the LeBron James-led team to have. I mean, the story was, for the majority of LeBron James's career, you can put him on the court with four other dudes, and he's going to drag them to the playoffs, and they're probably going to be a title contender. That's not the case right now. Yet we're seeing LeBron James take more shots than we've pretty much ever seen him take at any point in his career. Only the second time in his career, Amber, LeBron James has a negative plus minus on the season. I, I just don't understand how we can sit here and say that this scoring title some way enhances LeBron's legacy. Casey, go ahead and set him up at your boy. Yeah, you know, just a good hearty take that you can grab onto and agree with. That's old Chris Canty. Really just going after Brian Middleton right there. That's what that was. Well, he's not the only one going after Brian Middleton right now. He shouldn't be. And, you know, in terms of the Los Angeles Lakers, have lost six straight now. Outside of the top ten, outside of the bubble, 31-47. and 47. I want to say odds right now for the Lakers to, to make the playing game or what, 8%? It could be over tonight. Could be over tonight. A loss and a Spurs win, and that's it. That's a wrap. Call it a career. And and who are they playing tonight, by the way? Somebody good. It doesn't really matter at this point, I feel like. Denver? Does. Is that right? I think they just played Denver. Maybe the Spurs are playing Denver. Yeah. Does... I mean, and I get it. Oh, they're playing the Suns. Oh, the Suns. Well, hey, best of luck to LeBron. Well, and LeBron's not playing. LeBron's not playing yeah, tonight. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, so it could be it. Um, does this hurt LeBron's, I guess, overall reputation? Because, okay, scoring title, whatever. You know, the guy's putting up points, and we appreciate that. But at the end of the day, if you can't make the playoffs in the NBA – you're a bad team. I mean, let's keep in mind what we're talking about here, right? There's there's going to be teams in the playoffs with losing records, yeah. especially in the West. It's just how the game works. 20 of 30 teams go. 20 of 30 teams go. Yeah. If you're one of those 10 teams that can't make the playoffs, 
trash. Garbage. Yeah. Absolutely garbage. You know, and uh, like you know, I mean, not even gonna put the, the the recycling back out there in Jacksonville for you, right? Like oh. we we have to take you to the dump personally yeah. and drop you off. Mm-hmm. That bad. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. Does this hurt LeBron's legacy of just how abysmal? This season has gone for Los Angeles Lakers. After there was after there was so much hype in terms of Anthony Davis and now Russell Westbrook and obviously LeBron James and Space Jam came out. Yeah, this is it hers? Is hers legacy? I I want to say yes, like really bad. As a player, probably not. Like yeah. LeBron has been good. The numbers are insane. Uh, yes, he hasn't really made the guys around him much better. Does he have much around him? Anthony Davis has no. played a lot. Yeah. As a player, I'm gonna say no. As a GM, yeah, this is like the this is the season you point on and say, you know what, LeBron, I'm actually gonna decide who plays on the team, not you. Like yeah. I'm gonna sign the free agents because these dudes you brought in are trash. Yeah, you know it's it's such an interesting take here about how you feel about LeBron James and how the season has gone. I do agree with you. As a GM, it, an absolute dumpster fire. It's over. Like could could have been worse. You're fired. Right? Like yeah. You're, you're only as good as your win-loss record as a GM and then the, the talent around you, and I get injuries were a thing. Injuries on every single team, horrible, right? L- l- letting go all your young talent away to try to win right now if West, Russell Westbrook and Kamal Anthony, it didn't work, mm-hmm. all right? And I think LeBron James would be the first person to tell you that it didn't work. So I do agree with you. I think in terms of legacy as a GM, yeah, okay. You, you maybe had too much power, and it is what it is. But, like, Casey, a couple years ago, I watched a guy in Kawhi Leonard essentially carry the Toronto Raptors to an NBA title. Now, yeah, he had a supporting cast. So, like, I get it twisted. He had Van Vliet. Um, I think Lowry was still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Siakam. So, Siakam was there. So, like, it was it was a good nucleus. But, I mean, it was it was the Kawhi Leonard show, right? Mm-hmm. And that put Kawhi Leonard on the map. All of a sudden, he's getting endorsed by New Balance, which is the most Kawhi Leonard thing ever, is wearing New Balance Literally. shoes, you yeah. know? Signing that big New Balance deal. Anybody else in New Balance? I ain't seen the MBs in a minute. Have you, have, have you seen the Kawhi Leonard signature shoes about any kid in the streets? Not one. Eh, it's all Does good your kid though. have them? Absolutely. Hey, got to be joking you, Casey. Yeah, I was. Casey, that's, yeah. that, that's grounds for dismissal in the Wayne household. Yeah. If, you, if you bring a pair of New Balances in here. Any friends of his may have? May no, have hey, um, uh, unless my seven-year-old son is creating like the, 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 like the next big Apple item, like oh. Steve Jobs style. Yeah. Yeah, I can rock New Balances. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Wait till you're, you're you're balding and you're 70 years old to wear New Balances. When you're an old. Dad yeah. mode, yeah. When you start to be an old. The Kawhi 42s back then. The, the Kawhi 42s. In that but, but until that time, uh, let's rock the Giannis's. Let's rock the I LeBron's. Yeah. Maybe even the Kyrie's. We do have a pair of Kyrie's at home now. It is what it is. They're a discount on sale. It was through the, the whole pandemic thing, so Kyrie wasn't selling sneakers. Maybe we jumped on top of that and got it for like 20 bucks a pop. It is what it is. Nice. It's a good deal. But I think in terms of... His playing legacy, Casey, yeah, I'm not sure how much it's going to tarnish that. Because, like, I'm the biggest Michael Jordan fan ever, right? Right. Michael Jordan played for Washington Wizards. Now, that's 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 out of our minds, though, right? Like, I, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember, like, what that looked like. I do remember what it looked like and, and what is what it is. But, like, at, at that point in his career, you know he wasn't going to will anybody. But for some reason, when Jordan did go to the Wizards, it was like, Okay, this is the greatest of all time. Yeah, maybe he's up there in age a little bit, but, like, hey, the Wizards are going to be NBA champions one day. And it didn't even come close to happening. You, you got a guy right now, LeBron James, who's obviously on the back nine of his career, who's essentially, I think, playing to wait to see where his son goes. He could play one year with his son and then call it a career. 
the way that LeBron James plays and the way that he's built and just his style, I mean, you got a guy who's 37 years old, Casey, but we ask him to play like he's still in his 20s. I know. Right? And, and that's like we what we associate with him. Is it wrong of me to think I shouldn't let LeBron James, like I, I shouldn't let him cloud my mind of saying he has to go out there and win it himself? Because he's, he's up there in age, he does have injuries, and obviously in terms of how much he's being used, it probably is a little too much. Yeah, I keep saying the exact same thing, actually, to Brian. I'm like, yo, okay. keep saying I'm like, listen, he, they're not good enough. Like, he can't bring them to win this time. Yes. And Brian always reminds me that that wasn't the plan. This is the part in the Lakers where AD was supposed to be the best player now. Sure. Remember, they were supposed yes. to transition. Yeah. So, I don't, like, we expect him to do that because that's what he's done his whole career. But, like, I think... We might be, you know, this wasn't part of the plan, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And LeBron's got a lot on him right now, more than probably he ever has mm -hmm. since he got that title in Cleveland. He got that off his shoulders, and now he's got this weighing on him. And he's been incredible. 30 points a game, like not yeah. taking anything away from him. But I, I think your assessment of what you think of what's going on with LeBron right now is fair. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, sometimes I'd love to rag on him. But I do have nothing but respect. You know, I mean, I, it always drives me crazy when the newer generation wants to crown him the GOAT compared to Jordan. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of similarities in terms of, of success. I'm not sure if Jordan really had the, the GM poll that LeBron James has had. Right. But w when you make it about that, and granted he has, we have to hold you accountable. And, and, and that could be talked about with the legacy. And it's crazy, like... For all that LeBron James has accomplished, at least I don't care right now. I think a lot of critics don't care. It's what have you done for me lately. Mm -hmm. And right now you have a team that's probably not going to go to the NBA playoffs. And that's uh, an obviously uh, a failure from that standpoint. Casey, what does this team look like after this season? Like, do, do you tear it down and then try to – like, what do you do now? Because obviously what they have, it's not working. And LeBron James, regardless of how old he is, on the back nine of his career, he's still trying to win championships. So what do you do now if you're the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, it's funny. I was about to ask you the same question. Uh, yeah, you tear it down. You, you you get rid of Russ somehow, which is easier said than done. Yeah. Because he has an option that he will opt into, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to figure out a way to find somebody that's trash to take him, like Portland or something. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to get rid of AD. The dude does not play basketball enough. And I'm sure someone is... I won't say dumb enough because if AD plays, he's incredible. But someone's dumb enough to trade for him, even mm -hmm. though he probably still won't play. Uh, Carmelo's got to go. Anybody on the team is not LeBron James and that guy, Horton Tucker. Yeah. I don't know what – I like Horton Tucker. Yeah, he don't yeah, really yeah. score. He's just gritty. So yeah. you keep Horton Tucker, you keep LeBron, you, you got to do something. You got to figure out a way to get Dame Willard, John Wall, something. I, I want to stay in the West real quick because we've mentioned this story before, but it warrants mentioning again in terms of – what the Memphis Grizzlies are bringing to the table. The Memphis Grizzlies right now, without John Morant, are 20-3. and three. I'll say that again. The Memphis Grizzlies, without John Morant playing due to injury, are 20-3. and three. And to me, that is probably the craziest storyline this year in the NBA, possibly. I get it. The Lakers are the Lakers. So be it. But, Casey... How do you go 20-3 and three without arguably one of the best players in the NBA and you don't miss a beat? Like, is it wrong to say are the Memphis Grizzlies better without John Moran on the floor? Because it's crazy to say. But then you see the stats. You see how they play together. You see the record. 
And it's like, what what is going on in Memphis? Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. I don't – it's an interesting thing. My guess would be you happen to have a lot of depth that you didn't know about, I guess. Yeah. And they found out these boys are good. And I think there's a certain level of freedom you can play with when your best player is not on the floor. Because mm-hmm. when John Morant's on the floor, you feel the need to make sure he gets his shots and make sure he gets the basketball, which is totally fair. Yeah. But – if these guys are all of a sudden extremely talented and they figured out how to play without Ja and they can feed it around and, hey, you know, they got they got nice little chemistry flowing without him. No, it is what it is. It's just very rarely do I feel like you miss out, like you, you lose your best player for a little bit and you actually play better without that. Like, I can't oh, remember weird. another. It's it's extremely weird. But, hey, I mean, if, if, if you got a solid team, you got a solid team. And speaking of solid teams, it's time to go to a reliever on on the show right now because we got Captain Rick Riles with the Florida Sports Official Report. Captain Rick, how are we doing today, man? Doing well, Austin. I tell you, you are hammering it, buddy. You I appreciate are, it. You are uh, moving to the top of your game. There's no doubt. <laughs> um, who do you like this week? Who do I like this week with, with who? In Augusta. Oh, in Augusta? In Augusta. Was, I'll tell you what, Captain Rick. I, I, I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to pick yet because we have our picks tomorrow. But usually with my criteria, I pick the guy that looks like he can eat the most pimento cheese sandwiches. So I still have, I like to, see the, I still have to see all the pictures of, the, of these gentlemen to see who is really bringing their A game to the table. But I will have my pick tomorrow. Who do you got? Well, it sounds to me like you've got John Daly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is he playing tomorrow, Casey? Can you confirm? Is he playing on that, Thursday? That wasn't, that wasn't hard <laughs> enough to figure out. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't follow golf that closely. I would have to think that Brooks Kepka is probably, probably about due for that. But, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Today was all inshore, Austin. It was uh, way too windy for the boats to get out of crank and wind out of the south. And that did a couple of bad things. First off, it made the ocean very rough, and second off, it dirtied up the surf. So the guys that have been having wonderful pompano and whiting fishing on the surf, that came to a halt today with uh, with the increasing winds. Captain David Boris was out, said the big trout were the ticket today. There there weren't a whole lot of trout, but some of the big spawning females. I know Eddie Kevler had a picture on Facebook of just a monster trout. That uh, the, the big ones are females, and they're all getting ready to spawn this time of year, so they're feeding up. So if you want to fish the next couple of days, I would get my surface lures ready, and I would fish for big trout because the ocean's going to be closed at least until the weekend, the way I see it, Austin. But you can count on us coming back tomorrow and bring you another fishing report brought to you by CSS Landscaping and Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Captain Rick. Appreciate it, man. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and cut us a break here a little bit, and when we come back... We haven't talked about the Grammys yet, which is, I get it, we're not a music show, and you know how Brent feels about music talk, but I don't see Brent here right now. I don't see him. So we got to address it, because we kind of go back and forth with my thoughts about the Action News team, right? Right, Casey? I was ready to sue, right? Yeah, you were. I was ready to sue, and I was right there with you. And then what happened? All of a sudden, they bring me on as as the music expert, Grammy expert. Yeah. I might have hit a home run with it, okay? It, it, it didn't really air enough like I wanted to see. Mm. And now something has transpired where, no, Casey, oh. get the lawyers on the horn because I might be <laughs> suing again. Because I might be suing again. <laughs> I, I might be suing again. We talk about that next here on ESPN 690. When you're down 16 points, honey, you've got to get stops. I mean, really what it comes down to, everyone's talking about what happens offensively. Obviously, you have to score, but you got to get stops. And in the second half, 
I thought that Bill Self defensively, they got up and under North Carolina. They pushed him out. They created turnovers so they could play ahead of the defense. Those steals ended up in baskets, the 14 points. And then offensively, you can't settle. I thought Kansas in the second half played downhill, whether it was off the bounce or punching into the post, attacking different matchups, whether it was Christian Brown, whether it was De uh, David McCormick. They absolutely played downhill, and then someone had to step up, and that was Remy Martin. Remy Martin in the second half was absolutely huge. Tremendous coaching job by Bill Self. Getting his team back engaged in the moment to make the plays they had to make in the second half. Seth Greenberg. Kansas City. <laughs> As the NCAA commissioner. Was it the commissioner I called him or whoever it was? Yeah. Representative. That's tough. The Kansas City Jayhawks. Hey, you know what? When when it's the Kansas Jayhawks and you call them the Kansas City Jayhawks because you're a little nervous, that leads me to believe that there's going to be sanctions coming down in Kansas. That, that, that leads me to believe that that guy that said Kansas City from the NCAA knew something already that Bill Self didn't. And that's why maybe he, he acted a little more nervous than he has. I mean, how many championships have you been a part of, dude? That's I'm sure he's been a part of a couple of them. The that's Kansas tough. City Jayhawks? Yeah, you only Is this Urban Meyer, the Phoenix Cardinals? Uh-oh. Oh. Ooh. I mean, same thing. No, it's the exact same thing. I say thing. you only hand out one trophy a year. You think you could get it right. I mean, you got you know I mean? See, Casey, I'm telling you, like, I'm not sure what Vegas has the odds at right now. But I think that guy knows something that nobody else knows. Yes. I think that guy knows that sanctions are coming down. Mm -hmm. Scholarships getting taken away. See ya. NCAA tournament might not be in the cards. It might be the NIT. Goodbye. Might be the NIT coming up for Kansas. If Just saying. Maybe if they're D2. lucky. Welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Got about five more, six more minutes here. Uh, then we're going to call it for the day. Thanks for listening to us. Austin holding it down. We got Casey pushing all the right buttons. My co-host Brent Martineau. I think we'll be back in full effect tomorrow. And I believe tomorrow we will be at Davoli's House of Cards. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, going to open some UFC packs, I believe. I think yeah. we're going to do a, 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 a live break. Yeah, I believe so. So is this a live break for our show or for like their stream? So you know? as I understand it... Um, some somebody with the vote. I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, I believe they purchased some high-level UFC stuff. Okay. And they want you to open it. Okay. Now, I don't want to put any pressure on you. Yeah. But if they have you ripping UFC Immaculate, that's a couple of G's a box. Okay, careful now. Careful now. Like, you need to be careful. First of all, don't associate me with the word Immaculate in anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. E, I mean, that's a lot of pressure on me, Casey. I'm just, so, yeah. so, so what you're saying, the possibilities here at Du Bois House of Cards is that they might have a $1,000 box for me to open. Yeah, it looks like right now we could pick up a box at USC Immaculate for $1,200. Why is it so expensive? Because there's good stuff in there. Well, define good stuff. I mean, you could pull a McGregor, well, Otto. Uh, I was going to say, we got like Conor McGregor stuff. Okay, oh, yeah. John okay. Jones. Okay. Well, yeah. well yeah, John Jones is good. How is, okay, but is John Jones selling? Honestly, is he, I mean, he's like the best fighter of all time, but it's John I mean, Jones selling, I mean, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know the right card? Listen, you pull a one of one of anybody, it's selling. Okay, okay. Pull okay. a one of one of me. Okay. <laughs> We're cheering you on. It's okay. an <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I so, got you. By the way, should I should mention you. this. was looking yeah. through the cards from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Gary Harris. You pulled the Gary Harris cracked ice. Yeah. Number to 25. <clears throat> yeah. You guys aren't good at looking for the numbers. Like, I pulled the bread. But it's Gary Harris. Yeah, but it was purple. You know what I mean? Like, all the other ones were red cracked ice. This yeah. one was purple. Well, you, you told me that the red cracked ice was the, the, the one to get. Yeah, but so, like, here's oh, the thing. Oh, so, so now we have purple cracked ice? Well, here's the thing. It doesn't advertise purple cracked ice because, like, there's no guarantee. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like an insert. It's special. Well, okay. So then is purple cracked ice, like, the, the most coveted one? 
Uh, I'm not sure the number, but I can okay. tell you Purple Cracked is number to 25 because we have one. So then ho- ho- theoretically, how much is that Gary Harris Purple Cracked ice worth? I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't look it up. If you were to guess. Yeah, yeah, you know about 10. Okay, well, the, then don't make it a big deal, though, huh? If, if we're talking about a $10 card, then I'm sorry I missed the number, the serial number. Doesn't really matter, though, does it? I didn't need you to apologize. I don't want to tell you it happened. <laughs> okay. I, just, I just want to tell you that it happened. You know no, I mean? I'm, just, I'm kind of embarrassed because I made fun of Brett Martineau for doing that. So, and hey, now, and well, now here I am as well. If it helps, the number was on the back. Well, yeah, put, yeah, put it on the front. Yeah, like here, here's the way I'd tell you. Like if you're, if you're looking for red cracked ice and one of them's purple, yeah. that should be like a... Okay, that's so, when it goes off in your head. Well, like, this Casey, is different. this is the first time hearing about the purple cracked ice. Now, yeah. if it, if mm-hmm. if I come across an orange, purple, pink, violet, yeah, burgundy, oh yeah, I'll be sure to to look for the number in the back. Perfect. Okay, that's all I'm asking. That's I mean, not really my fault though, right? Because it was on the back. Absolutely not. All right, good. Because I'm not gonna look up Gary Harris stats. I don't care. The guy's a good player, but I don't. Yeah, Listen, I don't it was care. definitely not as bad as Brent Martineau saying, "Is this one signed for real?" No, that was that hey, was bad. That, but he he's carrying the team right now, and and we're going to Bowley. And mark my words, the Bowley's house of cards are coming for you tomorrow because it's the Brent Martin Off Slam Redemption Tour. Because as that's my last couple polls that I had, I got to redeem myself. I have a reputation. I have a Jamar Chase one of three reputation. Two of three. I have a Jamar Chase two of three reputation that I got to uphold to. Mm-hmm. And right now we're falling by the wayside. The haters are starting to come out in the, from the woodwork saying, hey, Austin, you don't got it anymore. You, you can't pull those Jamar Chase two of threes season's greetings. Well, guess what? I got news for you because tomorrow we're pulling, what is it called? UFC Immaculate. The UFC Immaculates, all right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm going to wash my hands for that one. <laughs> I'm going to wear gloves listen, for that. I'm just telling you, be careful a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Don't put more pressure on me, man. I'm just okay. Saying. I'm already sweating as it is. All right. So to by the way, go ahead. Uh, Gary Harris, that card someone has listed for 25, so better than 10. Not bad. Yeah, we're not mad. All right, I'm not mad at that. So that's the that's the cracked purple ice. Yeah, purple cracked ice. Crack. Whatever, man. Okay. Yep. So uh, to close out the show, Casey, I got yeah. to ask a couple questions. Oh right. Because yeah. you've you've been in the, in the newsroom. You you work both sides. I have. Yes. You're you're a power player. Mm-hmm. You're a a utility guy, and I say that with all due respect. You better believe it. Okay. When Actions News Jacks like has like a, a video segment that they record for their TV show. Yep. Theoretically, how long does said video stay in the system? Forever. Forever. Yeah. In the archives. Yeah, I've seen videos from way back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When Action News Jacks shoots maybe a ten minute video of you talking about the Grammys uh-huh. and they edit it down to a good forty five to fifty second yep. thing. Yeah. Is that 10-minute video still in the archives? Likely. Okay. Because yeah. here's what happened. Obviously, music expert and John Bachman called me this, okay? He did. John Bachman cued to me and said, music expert Austin Lane here with some Grammy takes. And I, I gave my predictions. I gave my analysis before the Grammys even started. And if you go back and watch the film, if you go back and check the tape, I mentioned Olivia Rodrigo because why? Powerhouse. Yeah. Dynamo. Mm-hmm. All, all the adjectives, cracked oh, ice, purple, purple. Nah, it's probably, probably like a one of one. A, a one of one in terms of Olivia Rodrigo, and I said she was going to bring home a lot of awards. But if you watch the video at the end, I talked about a gentleman by the name of John Basti. Okay. Now, John Basti, for all the olds out there, tell him. is a jazz musician who was featured in an HBO show called Treme. You ever seen it? Mm-mm. It was after Game of Thrones used to premiere. Um, a, a TV show called Treme has worked with Stephen Colbert on the Colbert um, talk show like at night, yeah. the late night show. Mm-hmm. He was like the band leader of that. Oh. And then also he worked with Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, 
to make the soundtrack for Soul, the the yep. Pixar movie. You seen that? Heard of it. Mwah, good. Sad, but good. Sad. Yeah, it's a very sad movie. Pixar, though? Sad? It's sad. I'll watch it. Dude, have you seen Up? I've seen Up. Up's sad, too. Up is sad. I almost cried during Up. That's I another story for another day. I, I, I cried, too. But nonetheless, I talked about John Bastille for, I would say, a good three minutes. Now, John Bastille turns out to shock the world and wins the biggest Grammy, the most coveted award of the night, Album of the Year. Yeah. Now, when my Grammy stuff got aired, there was about a 10-second hit of John Bastille. Okay. I sounded like a genius, Casey. Why? Because John Bastille, when Album of the Year was like plus, I want to say 5,000, 6,000. Wow. Oh, it's going to Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, no, it's going to Billie Eilish. Believe me when I say all the haters were out for John Bastille. They wanted him to turn back the award because they felt like he didn't deserve it. Nevertheless, he won. I kind of called it, and I didn't get my just due because the whole John Bastille, my, my part of the John Bastille stuff, didn't get released. That's just not right. So, Casey, as, as we're going on to the show here, we're on a new mission. You know, like how, uh, was it Zack Snyder and like the Snyder cut yes. for Justice? So, it's going to be hashtag release the director's cut. John Bastille, okay, that's a long hashtag. Hashtag release the Bastille cut. Yes. And we have to go to Action News Jacks. And we're going to have to release the entire two-minute conversation that I had praising John Basti and how he's going to be the big award winner of the night because I was right and I didn't get my just due. Yeah. And if, any, if you learn anything about me, Casey, I'm very petty, mm -hmm. I'm extremely petty, mm -hmm. and I want my just due. Yep. So release the John Basti cut. Action News Jax, you've been warned. There we go. How long are we giving them? They have 10 hours. If the John Bastion cut is not released, <laughs> that's ultimatum. You have 10 hours. If it's not released, hey, we're, we're, we're going back to the lawyers, all right? And, and you better lawyer up, Action News Jacks. You better lawyer up or invite me to talk some CMT awards coming up this weekend. Uh -huh. Maybe you will. For, for Austin Lane, for Casey Kurtz, for Brett Martin on the road, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night. Stay safe. Stay casual. We're out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.